0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 128, as I frantically check my notes to remember what episode number it is. 128. Uh, I am, as always, one of your hosts, Emelson, and joining me, we have my co-host, Anomaly. Hello. And having finally gotten through all of the talent stuff for now, there are more changes. uh, We're returning to all of the other things that have been going on in the meantime uh we've got lots of beta updates some news about itemization and item levels in the new raid um yes. some interesting things there talking about some of the like double faded effect stuff that uh, we knew was coming last week now we have actual experience with it mm-hmm. uh and just yeah. like a whole bunch of other other interesting stuff from the beta
1: yeah yeah, we have a uh, we have a little bit of a catch up, I guess, episode to do, right? Um yep. So, uh, so I guess before we jump into all that, um, what is uh, I guess how did raid go this week for you? A little little recap, but I guess we can also talk about the the double affix too. How yeah. that worked out?
0: Yeah. So this was an interesting raid week for us because uh, our raid leader was like slammed at work and showed up for raid, and like two bosses in, was like, okay, I'm going to bed.
1: <laughs>
0: oh god like, they they were not they were they were wiped uh but it was okay we got through still legion generals on friday with like an hour and a half left in raid actually we kind of crushed it oh nice um we were talking a little bit pre-show uh the double affixes actually made a lot of things easier um the soaks were on good bosses so it wasn't too bad to have them on, so we just turned on double affixes and left them on pretty much until Sludge Fist. And then we turned them off on Sludge Fist um, because people were missing the interrupts during the moats, and that just kills people. Yeah. Uh, so we turned it off there, uh, killed Sludge Fist, killed Stoning Generals, and then went and spent an hour on the Jailer.
1: <laughs> nice. Nice. Um, you did, you, did you kill Jailer, or did you... No. No gotcha so you you basically then just have what denathrius and and jailer basically tonight
0: yep so So yesterday i I spent a bunch of yesterday uh going over healing assignments and phase one assignment like the the stupid debuff matrix thing that you got to do for your phase one denathrius to make sure everybody makes it there and nobody like you don't have 15 people with the same stack when the blood price happens and
1: Yeah, yeah yeah that was uh it was fun relearning that it was also fun. So I guess in my raid we basically, we full cleared, not full clear, but we got, uh, we went to Denathrius first. So we skipped on Tuesday to him, got him down pretty early and then cleared everything, but like Zymox and, and uh, council um, on Tuesday. So really good Tuesday for us. Um, Denathrius was interesting. It was fun relearning it. Um, I had forgotten about how f- the final phase worked at all. Mm. um so like the fact mm. that like you go in the mirror and then like yeah. everything's reversed so yep. like you're no longer being pushed away from the boss you're being pulled through it so i 100 percent killed our ranged or at least our mages who typically blink the knockback um, um so i got i got thrown into the range camp
0: i'm fun. gonna be doing the non-mirror phase for the first time actually ever oh, uh nice so i'm gonna be it's gonna be really weird yeah
1: yeah it was uh, uh it was weird going back there. Um, I will say when we killed it, we killed it right after the really bad overlap where it's like the pizza slice thing, Ravage, Massacre, the lines. And yeah, also and the, the range of to drop
0: their soaks. Yeah.
1: yeah, like soaks and the knockback where it's like everything happens at once basically. Yeah, um,
0: that's the second pizza slice, right? Yeah, it's the second pizza slice. Yeah, yeah. so we
1: killed it yeah. right after that. Um, so it wasn't the DPS race it was when we used to do it, but um, but it was still you still had to learn basically the hardest parts of the final. final yeah, phase, so
0: it's it's um, yeah. I'm so last time around I was tanking it, of course. This time around I am playing a mage, um, which is going to make it very different, very yeah. very different.
1: Yeah, yeah. We had to actually dig up our old. Uh, we had a weak or that basically. Te- would tell you each thing that was happening and be like, go to this marker, go to this marker, basically. Or if you get, so if you get a, so go to this marker. And so yeah. we did dig that back up and install that. Cause I literally had no idea what I was doing. Um, yeah. So, but no, it was, uh, it was fun. And is still a great boss, uh, even within, with it on. Yeah. We did double FX. I think every boss for us.
0: Um, yeah. I think if we had had our regular raid leader, uh, we would have left him on. Cause it yeah. wasn't like it, it was not possible. For us to do sludge fists with the affixes, it was just that I didn't want to
1: deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, that is fair. That is fair. Um, but yeah, double fixes. I mean, it just in general, in terms of like the raid, or, and then I guess we did. We cleared jailer, got more mounts. Um, it was fine. Faded jailer still weird in a lot of cases, um, just timing wise. I think we talked about this a little bit too in the pre-show. We're like, yeah. Just timing wise, it's always weird. Like you push at new timers, you push much quicker now when it's not faded. So um, but yeah, got our mounts, did all the terrible bosses before that. Um, but yeah, it's uh double affixes. Thought I would hate it, but it double affixes feels like the way that these faded raids should have felt, which is like we killed Shriekwing before it transitioned this week. <laughs> Like yeah. <laughs> double had two healed and
0: we were so close to that. We had a really bad bait. Like oh, okay. not all the range went to the bait spot. And so yeah. he shrieking shrieked into the pillar. Oh no. Right. And just complete chaos ensues.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. And we still
0: almost wait. We were at like 7% when awful. the intermission started and then had to do the intermission. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that's funny that's funny so
0: i mean that's the the other lesson here is that yes the raids like absolutely fall over but you gotta even on shriek Wing, do the mechanics or uh you're not gonna get those those nice kill times
1: yeah yeah exactly so um so yeah so i think i mean other than that it was a good raid week we, we were done early and hopefully that's the the norm now i think what is yeah. it, Sanctum this week coming up? I think Sanctum's the only one that I need. I think I just need Mythic Sylvanas now for the, I the think, portals. I think
0: um, we are at the point, like nobody needs dinar anymore, anymore right? Nobody needs dinar yeah. for a few weeks. Um, people still need Mythic upgrade tokens, though. Because uh, you need, in order to Mythic upgrade all your dinar, you need 60 boss kills. So many. It's so many. So this week... If you had killed every single boss, you would have 72. But most people, a lot of DPS are in for 60 to 70% of boss kills. So they're still looking at like another two weeks, like the, the end of this third rotation. Yeah. They're going to be getting their final Dinar Mythic upgraded. Um, which I don't know that we want to spend too much time talking about that, but uh, I do remember... Before the season started, everybody was talking about how the schedule for dinar release was like really awkward and like people are going to be, you know, not using their dinar because they got their loot drop. And I think the opposite is played out where people oh, have yeah. their dinar and they're just sitting on it because the normal item is not worth using. Yep. And they don't have enough mythic upgrade tokens to bump it up to mythic. So they just yeah, don't 20, use, They don't spend it.
1: 20 kills is a lot. Yeah. Um for 20 yeah i mean that's that's the position i'm at i've only gotten one item upgraded i'm still short like i I had my week timeout, right um and then even then i'm not in it for every boss anyway so i like sit whenever
0: i just got my second one on like the fifth boss kill this week
1: yeah yeah so i'm i'm sitting on two dinar with really nothing to buy because like the one thing i i bought a weapon i bought the kt weapon um, but then I got, or no, sorry. I bought the, um, the Denathrius trinket. I got the KT weapon. Yeah. Um, and then I, uh, the only other thing I need is the trinket from the eye, which yeah. is like, that's fairly easy to get, um, actually yeah. to, to drop. So it's like, I don't want to waste a dinar on that. Um, so yeah,
0: I, I, got, uh, I, uh, I've spent two of my dinar, one on Antumbra, um, okay. and one on a shattered orb of torment.
1: Oh, very and nice. And
0: I got first sigils to drop naturally. I actually also saw it the same night in the same group. I saw Antumbra drop and mm-hmm. rolled an 88 for it, right? Like, I, I rolled a pretty good number for it. And then somebody rolls a 93.
1: Oh. Oh, stolen. 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 Yeah.
0: Absolutely brutal. But yeah. yeah.
1: Oh, sorry. I was going to say, the only thing I was going to say is I think at this point, my dinar is probably going to be two weapons for Windwalker so that I level quicker in Dragonfly. Like, it's just not... <laughs> Like I'm just over. It is Yeah, let's do some. Actually, yeah, so maybe only one. Yeah, just, uh, just,
0: just get Zoastrum. Um, people, we have a lot of people asking Peek about what to spend their dinar on, especially if they like play both specs. And it's like, just get, just get Zyvastrum. Like, yes, yeah. the painsmith weapons are better for brewmaster, but are it's they bigger. double dinar and forty mythic upgrade tokens better? Oh, if no. you're already playing windwalker a lot
1: i would say no yeah exactly exactly um but yeah it's uh it, it's been it was a fun week we'll see how we'll see how sanctum goes this week sanctum has generally been pretty easy for us like, yeah so i, I mean, mean S- i'm not
0: Sanctum's the first end boss we killed uh we got sylvanas yeah. down and sylvanas was actually not too bad um yeah i i definitely think uh yeah, we still haven't killed. Did we kill Fate Scribe?
1: I don't think we even pulled Fate Scribe.
0: I don't think we have pulled Fate Scribe at all on Mythic.
1: We, we, I think we either killed I know we've pulled it. I don't know if we killed it that Which, night, but it was like the last oh one. Oh man,
0: it, so. the portal achievement. Um, final thing, and then we'll actually move into the yeah. other stuff we're playing. For the portal achievement, you do not just need end boss kills like the achievement text would imply, you need oh, yeah. to kill every boss on Fated. You need the-, the meta achievement, yeah, from the zone, yeah, yeah. Um That's actually really frustrating.
1: Yeah, maybe we'll maybe we'll target bosses then once they all become unlocked, though.
0: right? It's it's super frustrating actually, just because of like again, mythic lockout Jenga. <laughs> yes, yeah. uh, the intersection of like the vault and individual loot needs. And mythic upgrade tokens and portal unlock requirements is like it's a very frustrating. I like I really would like there to be the like I want heroic style lockouts for mythic. Really, really want heroic style lockouts for mythic.
1: Yeah, it would be nice nowadays for sure, for sure. So, um, all right. Well, I guess we can move on from our. discussion on Faded and Raids and and move into some I guess some stuff that probably came out over the past weeks like we mentioned we've been doing a bunch of these like just reviews of talent trees from the three different specs so some of this may be things that have came out last week it might be stuff from a couple weeks ago but I pulled together some things I thought would be interesting to sort of jump into so um the first thing is Blizzard sort of put out a post on what is going away with both uh what's going away with both the pre-patch and then with Dragonflight launch right so Typically, there's like a couple different things that happen. We will get a pre-patch, and then a number of weeks later, Dragon Fr- Dragon Fright, Dragon Flight will launch um, as an expansion. Um, so the pre-patch is pretty standard stuff. So once the pre-patch hits, basically all the seasonal um achievements sort of end. So like season four mythic plus achievements and rewards will be handed out during pre-patch uh, once that hits. And then the PvP stuff will also be handed out um, once the uh pre-patch hits. So you Needable- exception here like we
0: talk about the raid as like season four but it is right. the raid achievements are actually
1: exempted from this exactly yes yeah, so you have up until dragon Fight, dragon flight launch geez. um to basically finish off the raid size raid style achievements and also the mounts will continue to drop right up until launch so you'll still get your two sylvanas mounts and your two uh jailer mounts really up until dragon Dragonflight flight launches though um because a couple extra weeks, I mean, we haven't really talked much about yeah. the speculation in terms of like when pre-patch hits and when launch will hit, but um, if you trust the leaks that came out a couple weeks ago that had all of the various Activision Blizzard uh, um, like launch stuff like Hearthstone and Wrath and even some of the uh, Modern Warfare stuff, everything has held true, and WoW is the last thing remaining to announce their launch dates on that stuff, so... Yeah. Um and at that point November 28th was the Dragonflight launch date a week after Thanksgiving they were a uh, US Thanksgiving they were talking about so um yeah. any event um have a couple more weeks to finish off your raid stuff and then pre-patch is really just season end- ending stuff so right um but yeah, it was nice for at least Blizzard to get ahead of this um, and be good about communicating, like exactly what is and isn't staying. So it's pretty clear.
0: It's actually really nice because um, we have people that have never done a, like, gone through the ex- pre-patch into the expansion while a raid's been active that they're farming for mythic mounts, and we're like, "Are you sure that the mounts are still going to be there?" Yeah, like yeah. it's how it was in BFA and in um, and in legion so like we're pretty sure but having confirmation is nice
1: yeah and it's to be fair it's actually worked like that i I know it worked like that in wad um i'm trying to remember if i i remember raid mounts before wad but yeah it's been it's always been like that for the end of expansion but it's nice that they always confirm it because they always do some there's always like a weird thing when we go into this crossover world so
0: it's so strange too to me like some of the stuff that they're taking away in pre-patch i understand a lot of the rating based stuff goes Mm -hmm. away That's the things like the uh, Mythic Plus rating-based achievements are going away. PvP rating achievements going away. And there's a result, everything related to those goes away as well. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm a little bit surprised that the dungeon portals go away. Because those aren't tied to rating.
1: Yeah, and I'm wondering if it's because with pre-patch, they've done this in the past too, with pre-patch you get talents... Like, the, the talent changes and the class changes all come in. Right. So, they're not going to rebalance getting those 20s done. Right.
0: but the Mythic uh balance, for example, in portals yeah. are still going to be available. But presumably the portals. They didn't actually confirm either way here.
1: <laughs> yeah. The por- You're true about the portals. But, yeah, I mean, I'm wondering, like, the way that I sort of view it is it, like, Mythic Plus as a season ends. So, like, anything yeah. related to that Mythic Plus piece will also end and, like... Rating has never been like this is the first time they've ever talked about a season with respect to rating Rating. content. Yeah, so like in my mind, like rating has always just been that thing that happens. You know, final patch to to launch is sort of the window you can do this stuff in. Um, that's probably just Blizzard's stance too. And then the more seasonal based stuff like Mythic Plus, like PvP, has an end date. And there's like a yeah. gap time between that and like the next season starting or in this case, Dragonflight starting. So, yeah, it, it is a little odd, but it sort of does somewhat fall in line with their their previous, you know, every season has that sort of gap in between. And yeah, um, yeah,
0: I mean, it is 100 percent in line. It's just kind of the di- the difference between the two is very odd to me. Yeah. Yeah. Like I no, understand I all the rating stuff going away, especially like, you know, there's the end of season Mythic Plus achievement for rating. That yeah. is like the Gladiator achievement. Um There's, you know, the portals are not like that. The portals are just like, you know, you clear it on a 20 and you get the portal. There's no real prestige to it. Um, not like yeah. the very prestigious high
1: end titles. Yeah, no, I get that. I can see. Yeah, it's weird that they are taking it away. But yeah, yeah. I it may also I'm, be a, I'm on your side. Yeah, I, it, I it agree, may actually be for
0: technical reasons uh, because of the. Dungeons being added to the Mythic Plus pool, but only if you can get a key for them. I wonder if something weird is going to happen with keystones in pre-patch. Surely they're not going to, like, you could do okay. Mythic Plus in Shadowlands pre-patch, right?
1: That was uh, that was pre-COVID. Uh, I don't remember anything pre-COVID. Um, okay, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I mean, I would. I'm almost. Yeah. I mean, at that point in the season, I'm not doing any Mythic Plus anyway. So I have zero clue if, yeah. if it was still around back then. But, um, but yeah. So I mean, Blizzard, you know, they posted out or they posted, you know, out to the world what is and is it staying. Um, but yeah, it's basically Mythic Plus and PvP stuff going away. The rating stuff is going to end with pre patch. And then all your rating achievements and rating mounts will stay until launch. Yeah. A couple extra weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Cool. And then moving on, uh, just to another real quick, um, I guess, newsy thing um, that doesn't have to deal with beta, which we'll jump into, is uh, Blizzard put out a sort of YouTube video on building Wrathgate. So this was sort of all around the launch of Wrath of Lich King Classic. It launches next Tuesday, the 26th, or Monday, Tuesday, it's so a global launch, yep. so depending. And um, they put out a short little video on how they built the Wrathgate cinematic, which, for if you're a newer player, like... This was one of the first times Blizzard ever did really an in-game, like cinematic for the game. I guess you could say. Like yeah. now they're pretty common. Like you do a random quest in a zone and you might get a cinematic or a cutscene. And Rack- yeah. it was the first time they ever did that for something in-game. They always had like, um, like maybe a pre-patch cinematic or like a pre-expansion cinematic. This was the first yeah. time it's like in the game. And it was huge. It was like a pivotal moment, like just in general in the way the story went. It was like the first time you met the Lich King in the world. Um, and sort of battled him or or fought him right in the game. So um, they did a little bit of the behind the scenes with um, Taryn Gregory, who most people will know as basically the dude who runs all the cinematics at Blizzard now. But Wrathgate was the first one I think they worked on for the in-game stuff. Um, And it was cool how they did it, which was like, Nowadays, I think a lot of like the NPCs, movement, animations, all like simulated, but back then it was literally like people playing the characters, yeah, <laughs> like running around and everything like that. Um, but it's a cool they video, were literally like actors. It was, yeah, it's great. Yeah, like I think he says I even he has like a voice line in the cinematic too, because they didn't have voice actors, so it's just like workers, like people who worked at Blizzard were like the people, you know, voice acting it. So, um, cool little nostalgia jersey or journey, um, if you care about that type of stuff, but yeah for me i mean wrath was one of the cooler expansions so um i'm excited for it um and this gives you a little bit of behind the scenes on Wrathgate, which is like that whole quest line super cool so yeah
0: i still haven't logged logged into classic since the wrath pre-patch hit
1: oh i've been i've been in there all week i'm back in av not afking though i am playing my character i'm getting pvp kills i am <gasps> Mid, <laughs> mid. I literally so you, you so this is how I do it now. Is I literally I, I like I I sort of do the whole AV thing. Like you run to the end and then I check my damage. And if my damage is at the lower third of the scoreboard, I literally kill myself and run back and I'm just try to attack the alliance that are attacking our base. Because I'm like I'm not getting AFK. Like, no, 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 Blizzard. Like I will be on the damage meters. I will be dying. Like yeah, no. So. But yeah, I'm back in there. I only need another fifteen thousand ish. Actually i I guessing, I have my spreadsheet. I only need another fourteen thousand honor for full uh, honor gear. Brutal. So, but yeah, I'm, is, uh, I'm back. That is
0: season. endlessly entertaining to me. <laughs> uh, so bad. Yeah, season four is actually like a huge time sink for people. Like if you're if you're in like an officer spot doing rate lead shit, doing comps oh, yeah. and assignments like for. 10 11 new bosses every single week like yeah they're not new but they're you know it's been two weeks since we did it
1: oh yeah Yeah, three weeks since
0: we did it it's um
1: i get i get really lucky i get really lucky in that we only have so i just do healer cooldowns and we only have like four main healers
0: uh, i've been told repeatedly that we don't need healer cooldowns for this season
1: oh really no i still do them yeah and like my they're not like as strict it's like okay for like lords it's like these two healers use all your cooldowns on the first swarm other two healers use all your cooldowns on the second swarm so it's like yeah really light but like now luckily we have like the same four main healers with like our fifth and sixth swing healers are easily like their cooldowns easily just can translate to somebody else's so yeah um yeah but yeah i i would never yeah no i need to know when people are using their stuff because then we get like i get pissed when like I'm like, okay, this person shoots their cooldown now, and they're like, "Oh, I used it like 30 seconds ago." I'm like, "Why? Now we die. <laughs> <laughs> now we die. Thank you." Or like, I have to scramble and call somebody else's. So, yeah, um,
0: yeah, uh, no. uh, I, I, well, I, at the end of the season, I want to do a season retrospective.
1: I want to do an expansion okay.
0: retrospective at some point as well. But end of the season, I think this season warrants one.
1: Yeah, I would. I would agree. Well, uh, I will pencil that in. I'll put that in the notes. Future topics. Uh, but yeah, um, and cool. And I think that's yeah. I think that's everything. Sorry, you, you segue. Sorry, I stole your. No, oh, I
0: segue. I segue. Uh, man, I thought I'd missed the boat on that one.
1: <laughs> oh, and then we get to talk about <laughs> all right. Oh. <laughs> so,
0: brilliant. moving on to beta stuff, um, <laughs> I have not <laughs> seen this change. so, if you go on the docks now, anywhere that there's a boat or a zeppelin,
1: you get a timer. Yep. It's actually really cool. So, like, there's an NPC that has a, like, timer bar. Or I guess you can ask the NPC, too. But there's, like, a almost like a timer bar. It looks like a cast bar underneath the nameplate. Um, that tells you how long until the ships come. I think it's only right now for the Alliance ships in Stormwind Harbor. Um, so, like, it basically tells you how long before the boat comes that takes you to Dragon Isles and back. Yeah. Um, so it's only for that one but one of the game designers i think made a comment that like eventually it'll be for um like the airships and other boats too that that sort of you you traverse around the area so um cool little change like i don't know it's like weird that like this type of stuff i think is almost cooler than like i don't know to me like the profession changes it's like something that i generally will probably never use because i will port between wherever i need to go and i'll be lazy about it but like in terms of, like, the one time I'm like, okay, how long do I have to get the boat here? Can I, like, walk away from my computer for, like, 30 seconds Yeah, and not miss it? Um, That's, it's, like, yeah, it's cool.
0: So, for those that maybe weren't aware, you can talk to the uh, people at the docks and they will tell you, like, a rough, very vague estimate on, like, what's going on. They'll tell you, oh, the boat just left. You know, you just missed yeah. it or that, you know, the the uh, boat just left the other end and it's on the way here and it'll be here soon. But it's very vague because that could be like, it just left, it'll be here in a minute. It could be, it just left and you've got two or three. Yeah. So um, a little bit clearer, uh, a little bit. This is one of those things where this is a little bit more video gamey which is a weird thing to say about world of Warcraft, yeah. but it is, it is like different from like going and walking up to an NPC and talking to it and talking to it. Like it's got a canned response. Right. Yeah. Um. So interesting. It, it does.
1: It does. To that point, it does ruin a little bit of the world immersion. Cause it was like the responses were nice. Like, Oh, it's just left. So it'll be here soon. Right. Or, right. You know, um, yeah just left the other side but now it's like a very specific like you have four minutes and 32 seconds before the boat gets here and you're like okay cool like i can figure this out or i can do something real quick so yeah 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 definitely more video gamey in that
0: regard (laughs) we're gonna so we had a a question from chat that we'll get to later but this is going to tie into that we actually had an extended conversation in guild chat on a very similar question um like last week
1: so (laughs) nice um so cool. So that's sort of just a, a fun little note thing. Uh, added some timers to the boats uh, in Dragonflight, which will be fun. Um, the other thing that that sort of was a, sort of a not, a not really announced, but you can see this in the Dungeon Journal. They did release the Dungeon Journal for the raid. Um, so it's slowly populating that. But what was noticed is that item levels between bosses now increase. Um, not just the last, like, two, three bosses aren't just dropping increased eye-level loot. It starts from, like, the second boss. So yeah. Um, in, the orig- in the current way that it's uh, the current way that it's set up is the first boss of the new raid will drop the minimum item level for that difficulty, so that's um, like four twenty four from mythic. Um, and then the next three bosses, so bosses two, three, and four, will drop plus three items at plus three item level from that. Um, the two bosses after that will drop plus four item level, and then the final two bosses will drop plus three item level. So there's actually like a ten item level spread now from the first boss to the last boss. Yeah. Um, with increments in the middle, which is. Okay. This is my just cut. Like, I hate this. Really? I hate, I hate this and I hate this. I actually hate the current iteration of it, but it's okay because it's small enough that it's not a huge deal. But like, okay. I hate this from the point of view of like, it will be, it will feel bad if I don't have a armor set, like an armor piece or even a weapon. Right. Like this, this generally happens with monks. I think in other classes, like, glaives or like maybe feral druids right where right they're like the best item i could get might be from the second boss which means i am inherently always going to be eight item level below someone who gets it from like even another healer that gets a like something from the last boss
0: on the other hand the the that's you're way less likely to have it be a full eight or seven compared to right now where like right now only in Sepulchre. um the jailer and or not anduin the jailer, uh, Lords of Dread and Raigalon drop increased eye level. But if your your weapon drops off of a boss before that, sucks to be you. It's it's seven eye levels below. With this, you've got um, half of the raid that is at the like plus seven to plus ten eye levels over mm-hmm. like the the intro boss. Um, so odds of you ending up with like an item in that bracket is way better than it is in Sepulcher.
1: That's true. That's true. I just, I just didn't, I just don't like the fact that you're item locked. I would be it, more interesting to me is if you killed bosses that gave you an upgrade item that let you incrementally upgrade those items. Very similar to the way like the the dinar and man. The imagine if we had token. valor. Imagine if they just took MOP <laughs> and just transitioned it to Dragonflight. Because, like, to me, like, MOP, like, that's the reason I, I will always say that, like, Valor and the idea of, like, upgrading a piece of gear by, like, farming Valor it doesn't be Valor, but another type of currency, right? It's just inherently better way of, like, nerfing or lowering difficulty without having yeah. you, like, this sort of scaling item level thing. Because it just, now it's literally, like, it just... It's just so annoying because like now the idea is like, well, do you always want the higher item level piece or is there going to be now a break point in like, well, if you get two pe- two leather boots, one that drop it like from the fir- the base item level, one that drop it plus eight, like which one's better, right? I mean, it's the one that's plus eight for virtually everyone, right? Well, it depends on the stats, right? If it's a mastery heavy, pe- uh, mastery heavy piece and the current idea with like, if it's like mastery, maybe like haste, maybe you want the aced verse piece or the crit verse piece from like the lower right. item level as a because like the yeah. stat distribution but yeah the int then you care about it. yeah it's just I don't know it's um it's just sort of I mean weapons I think are the big one and even trinkets I think to a lesser extent are just a. it just feels like it feels bad for no reason um to like watch other people like not watch other people but to have your best item just generally be I guess it's I guess weaker is the wrong word but like to watch people just get bigger numbers than you, which is, yeah. like I think, the the issue. So j- yeah. I'm going to say I kind of disagree. OK, that's fair.
0: Um, And I think it's like. To some degree, you're right. Because if you just take like. Just basic ass items that just have stats on them, right. Mm. Then, yeah, it does feel worse um and for another thing this could never ever ever work with personal loot like if personal loot is your only option this is just broken by design because like you're gonna be able to trade almost nothing yeah like clearly oh, the early parts that, of yeah. the raid doesn't let you trade anything from the
1: later parts of the raid
0: um,
1: it, yeah you'd almost need you need two items at like the one at the higher level, one at the lower level, for that to even be worth it. Because, like, if your only boots drop it up, yeah, that's the- yeah.
0: So, personal loot does not interact with this very nicely, but uh, the potential for group loot or master loot makes this function. <laughs> mm-hmm. And mythic is like the well, I guess this applies to all difficulties, but um, you can get items that are higher than the you are likely able to get items that are higher than the heroic eye level, the max heroic eye level, from your Mythic Plus box um, and from Valor upgrades. So there's that system that uh, you can use to make items on normal and heroic tradable, but then like Mythic, you maybe aren't using personal loot because you're in a guild group and you use master loot. Like every Mythic guild right now, pretty much every CE guild effectively does master loot with personal loot.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know. It's just, yeah. It just feels weird and convoluted. And I don't know. I mean, I I get, I get the, the nature of why they do this, right? It's like an, it is a way to like easy, easily, more easily, not easily, but it's a way to like slowly nerf the instance as you push further into it, right? It's
0: also, um, like now later bosses, even the mid tier bosses are more rewarding. They are, they give better loot than doing the easy intro bosses yeah like halandris gives the same eye level of loot as vigilant guardian right halandris is significantly yeah. harder and halandris doesn't even have any unique items that are like worth the extra difficulty it's got the like earthquake trinket but that's generally not as good as other trinkets that you can get
1: yeah yeah i know you're you're right, you're right in that it does keep you engaged and like there is the pa- like yeah, there's the power creep as you like work your way through the instance, right? Like there's like nowadays you're right, like there's not a reason like we will skip Holandris in on a faded week until the end, right? Because there's there's literally no point in, in going to do it. Actually to be fair, once you get the raid skip, like there's no point to do any of the bosses other than the ones just to get to jailer, right? Um, and get yeah. that and the like the later boss loot anyway, so yeah i mean i i understand it i just i just really like item upgrades i think i just really like the deterministic way of being like okay yeah i kill this or i farm I, up this amount of currency and i get to upgrade right you know
0: i think it would be like having a way to take the like intro boss ones and make them equal to an end boss one would be nice whether it's giving us you know um like a uh, what was, it was Valor and what was the other currency? Justice. Badges, valor yeah. and Justice. Um, whether it's like collecting Justice points or Valor points or whatever from the raid um, to and then having to invest like if you have to invest four weeks of, of Valor to fully upgrade your item from the first boss where then like an end boss one is just fully upgraded from the start. Right. Um, um, then, you know, I think that's fine um there's still like the end ones are better because you're not going to need to invest anything into them but you know
1: yeah and and even to be fair like they could i feel like the balancing here if they want to keep the same idea of like incrementally you go like the bosses in the mid tier are better than the boss at the start and the end boss is better than mid tier right it's like the currency that this upgrade system uses only drops or starting with those mid-tier bosses. Right. Right, which which at that point you just can't farm out like the easy bosses for a couple weeks and and upgrade to like an end boss item. So there's ways around it. But I mean, this is what it looks like Blizzard's going with at least right now on beta is that you have that sort of progression of item level through the raid now. So it'll be different. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of it, but to be fair, I'm not a huge fan of just end bosses dropping Higher level items, yeah. Uh, anyway, so I mean, this sort of just is me wanting to be old and go back to MOP valor upgrades. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Be completely honest with you. Um, but cool. Um, but yeah, they they sort of did a I guess Wow well, had put a quick little write up. So they have tables for everything. They also show a little bit about the Mythic Plus um, sort of upgrade tree and what this what they're speculating that'll be um, come. Uh, season one of dragonflight so we'll see it'll be a good experiment though i mean it to yeah. be fair you're right i think it, it'll be good to see what blizzard's you know changing things up and testing some things so maybe i find out i love it i don't know although group loot means i get no loot anyway so worst decision ever uh, as a healer um so uh so cool so i guess moving on to a couple of other things that, that popped up over the past couple weeks um blizzard has released a level 70 realm uh, yep. Friend game testing. So they've both done a couple things. A realm that's just for level 70 premades um, and basically where they'll enable all the end game content for people to test directly. Um, yep. So this realm went up, I think it was actually this week um, or right this at the end of this week. Three days ago. Okay. So like Thursday, Friday timeframe. Yeah. Um, so that went live and they're opening with some PvP solo shuffle thing being up there. So Which is not really something that we are super
0: uh going to talk about but rated solo shuffle coming in dragonflight
1: yeah that's it's interesting i wonder if you can go gladiator in that um i guess you would assume right there'd be some yeah. sort of ranking for it uh, yeah so um but yeah so you you make your premades no, nothing is actually enabled outside of you just being able to sit i think in stormwind or Ogramar and queue for yeah. things um so you can't do world content you can't no, go to the dragon isles um, experience yeah, exactly. Um, you sort of just sit in the main city and just queue out for things. So, um, say so if you want to test sort of the max uh, max level stuff, um, head over to what is it? Valdraken is I think the actual realm name on beta. If you have beta, um, which if you don't, about every content creator and their mother has been having beta key giveaways this week. Yeah. Um. So try and win one of those. They went back to keys again. It's, I think it's been long enough since the Hearthstone debacle that they're uh they're okay with giving beta keys to content creators again did you you go through that were you around for that at all do you remember that i do not remember that people were like (laughs) they're like hey subscribe to me and i'll give you a hearthstone key and like they didn't actually have keys oh (laughs) boy it was uh it was a fun it was a wild wild west of trying to get a uh a hearthstone beta key back then um yeah spicy people people are rude about it people are rude um yeah, no, it's uh, it's cool. I I actually have tested. I, I jumped on there the other day. Um, did not do solo shuffle, but sort of just set up a character. Um, it's actually good because add-ons are enabled on PTR too, so you can sort of. Actually, are they on beta too now? Uh oh, I good. believe I doing... so. Yeah I, doing... yeah, I was doing. Yeah, that would have been beta because I was doing some weak or stuff for. There is yeah. a weak or version that works. Um, yeah, uh, for beta, which is nice to I'm start setting to... That stuff up.
0: I have so much stuff to fix up for. I'm going to do most of it in pre-patch to be completely honest. I'm going to like log in on Tuesday. Perks of weekend rating. Oh, that's um, true. You get that whole weekend weekend rating. I'm going to log in on Tuesday of the week and I'm going to sit in some remote location because Orbos is probably going to be crashing on loop. And uh, I am going to get just all my week auras and UI stuff sorted out. Nice. Because I will have three whole days
1: to do it before we actually raid on Friday. I will have an hour before raid if I'm lucky. Um, to try and fix it, you should so go. you should try uh, the weekend raiding schedule. Uh, may, maybe. I actually, so I kind of am, but in realm, oh. not, oh. not in retail. That's just a four day schedule with extra steps. Ah, uh, maybe that's true. That's true. Um, but yeah, now with pre-mades it should be cool. I'm I'm excited for when they start opening up, like. Mythic Plus or or some of the raid stuff. Um, do some raid testing here. So um, we are flying through notes here. Uh I just looked at the time. It's okay. We there. got
0: all of this misweaver shit to talk about. I have no That's idea. That's true, what's actually. Going
1: on. I'm so excited. Okay. a uh, couple other hitters before we get to the misweaver stuff. Oh, um so yeah, they myself. there there is a bunch of uh data mining that went on to sort of um data mine out what the season one mythic plus dungeons are gonna be um so a bunch of stuff was updated in the uh the database like calling things basically challenge versions of dungeons which are typically the i think the internal moniker they use for mythic plus dungeon yep. Yep. um so wow had sort of built a list of what the dungeons look to be um so we've got the four dragon flight ones i actually don't know what these dungeons are i don't i've done a handful of them but like i don't know their names so i've been
0: of these i've done ruby life pools and no good offensive uh okay. no good offensive is the um it's the dragon writing one.
1: Oh the wide open one. i oh, gotcha. Okay. yeah Yeah. Oh, that'll be interesting. It'll be routes, and that'll be really cool, actually. I think.
0: Yeah. That was be um, really wild. Um I have not, I don't think I've I might have done Azure Vault. Um okay. but I have definitely not not done the Academy. Gotcha.
1: Yeah. Um so yeah, so I guess just to read them off. We have Ruby Life Pools, um Algithar Academy. No no cud offensive in the Azure Vault as the four Dragonflight uh, Mythic Plus dungeons. And then coming from other expansions, we have Quarter Stars from Legend as a Mythic Plus, and then um Temple of the Jade Serpent from MLP, if the data mining is to be believed. Yeah. because um, I don't think they've officially announced the dungeon. The non- I think
0: they did say quarter stars. I don't know yeah. if they've said for mob, but I mean quarter stars Temples is great. That's gonna be nice yeah, to have yeah. back.
1: Temple of the Jade Serpent is interesting in that it's very compact as a dungeon. Like it's super, super tiny. Yeah. Um, and it's four bosses, so like most of it is going to be boss fights, which will be cool. Um, yeah.
0: Except it's got this the, the, the lore boss fight, the lore walker boss fight.
1: Oh yeah.
0: Oh, it's awful.
1: That's... Uh, I, yeah. I, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, okay. Okay. Agreed. Agreed. I mean, the the problem is the other, the other three are pretty, like the water boss, right? Pretty good.
0: The I dragon's honest, really
1: cool. I never learned what to do with the water boss because it just died. Okay. So quick, there's like little elementals that come out and you have to kill right. like three big elementals and then yeah. that destroys the shield. and Then you just yeah. kill the shield, kill him or kill it. I don't know what it is, but you can't yeah. touch the water. The water's yeah. bad, so you, like, jump around. It's all it does. It's not that bad. Yeah,
0: okay, so it doesn't have any mechanics.
1: <laughs> no, you gotta, like, dodge water. I mean, it, yeah, for, like, you as, like, a tank or DPS, it doesn't, but healers have to heal you when you're an idiot and stand in the okay. bad water. Okay. So. It's my healer mechanics. Got it. Yeah, yeah. Um, But no, so it's got the, the the dragon. The third boss is actually really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. I sure and the like final boss one. is
0: good. That's the yeah. Shaw boss where you go into different phases and you have to kill the thing that's
1: chasing you and exactly and you pop out and you can help your buds yeah yeah Yeah, that's a good boss that's all yeah so i mean temple's cool yeah and then i guess the other two they're telling another one from legion and one from wad are what wowhead's speculating on the final two dungeons for the rotation so um so yeah it'll be uh it'll be i don't know seems like a good set of dungeons i'm excited to get on that 70 70 realm guys i don't know when because i'm i'm all in on av but spreadsheet well, has anything to tell me ways, about uh, you are already on the level 70 realm that's true that is true um i only have another six and a half hours of av and then i'll be done so oh my closing in why would you do that to yourself i to For fair, leveling
0: it. gear, of all things
1: it'll last me till i'm 75 which basically means i'll get there in like you, six months after you launch.
0: know what else lasts lasting until level 75 gear from the borean tundra
1: uh yeah but yeah I don't know. AB fun though. I don't know. I like it. Brings now, that me back. is a lie. <laughs> it brings me back. It brings me back. Oh. That is probably true. Um. Yeah. <laughs> so cool. So now I guess. I guess we get into, like the real meat and potatoes here. Some new news. Um. We'll say is um. Yeah, I your blue post. We did, which is surprise. So I think before we get into the post itself, I do wanted to to mention something just around these. Is that it is honestly been awesome like all of the feedback posts i know that like people are gonna be like well my class doesn't get any but in general or like that hunters get one every week um yeah which i think is the best meme ever because i think people like hunters don't like their tree anyway which is great that they get a post every the, week. the
0: hunter tree uh, the hunters in my guild are like really happy with it now they were they gotcha. were complaining about it earlier on but i think it's been like 57 blue posts later they got it
1: they got it <laughs> um but no so I, I mean i think just in general blizzard posting these sort of po- like posting these sort of posts but but basically giving some behind the scenes like hey we're about to make these changes here's some re- here's some reasoning around why we're making the changes super cool um yeah. they should continue to even if i don't agree with what they're saying I, it's cool that they at least explain like the themselves one yeah like the priest one i think is a is a key one where they're not happy but blizzard's explaining things so it's like you know, they'll get yeah. there. There's a discourse,
0: right? Now 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 they can the community can disagree with Blizzard on principles, not just on you know,
1: specifics. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um the mystery one is significantly better than the priest one in terms of blue yeah. Post
1: quality. Yeah, no, and I think I think still really happy with the tree. Um so yeah, so Blizzard put out a um about a uh a blue post just about sort of a couple of key areas, right? So first up was they talked a little bit about where the um, where the two point nodes are being positioned in the Mistweaver tree, um, so they highlighted a, a couple of them um, like Resplendent Mist, Overflowing Mist, um, Peaceful Mending, um, and things like that, which is you know where they are positioned in the tree and potentially what they're blocking off your access to. Um, so in in all of those, right? Um, so so based on this, they did make a couple of probably really good changes, we'll say, uh, in positioning, which we'll get to. Um, but they they have moved things around based on this to limit the amount of times a two-point node is gating or blocking a specific set uh, or a specific node below it. Um, so they're trying to, like, not... Trying to, I like, guess, position two-point nodes in a way where you want to grab them if you think they're impactful, but not feel like you have to grab them because the things after it are impactful. Um, so cool cool little change, something they've noted. Um, it did mean that um, Overflowing Mist went back to sort of its original position in the tree, which I'm happy about. Um, or sorry, no. Um, it stayed in its position. They moved um, Peaceful Mending to a different position, which is, I think, what I'm happy about uh, the most here with this change. Um, so yeah, so Overflowing Mist stays similarly. It's like in the Tier 2 area, right around like the Font of Life Invoke nodes. Um, they moved Peaceful Mending over to Bone, Bust- Bone Dust Brew, and then they moved Resplendent Mist into Peaceful Mendings, position which was overflowing miss old position um some some shifting there um so good shifting i think um they also talked a little bit about jade bond which um the interesting thing about jade bond is it's on a choice node with i think it's called gift is it gift of celestials it's whatever the um the one minute celestial talent is so yeah you basically get a choice between having jade bond or having one minute celestial and they talked a little bit about the fact that they want jade bond to basically be like the power increase choice node while gift is the like get this more often choice node so they're starting to lean a little bit more into um like making jade bonds value in its Gustamus soothing breast soothing, soothing breath bonus um and less about it like reducing cooldown which is really what gift of the celestial does so well yeah. um so i don't know if they actually We haven't. They didn't. We can get a build after this, so like we'll see that in this week's build exactly what this means. But I guess the idea would be is Jade Bond becomes sort of your like, I want a three minute cooldown that's more powerful versus I want like a current power ability just every minute. Which yeah, I'll be completely honest with you, you probably want the every minute one um, regardless. Um, (laughs) Yeah, probably. um, But uh, but we'll see what that changes actually make. So um, they talked a little bit about Unison and where it is positioned. So remind um, me what this talent even did. It's so awful. Um, so it's it basically made it so your soothing mist hit a second target and healed them for, oh. I think it was like fifty percent of the soothing mist amount, but just the soothing Ew. mist healing. So like, yeah, that's bad. You're I never playing mistweaver and I can tell that's bad. You don't channel soothing mist. Like this is, I mean, this is a part of I think a longer, larger conversation, or for at least for me around soothing mist and the fact that I don't think the current ability works in the current game. Like, yeah. I think it worked when the game, like when in MOP and WAD, but I don't think it's worked since the Legion, since all the Legion changes Miss Weaver went through. So it's yeah. sort of just, they have talents that sit around it. And yeah, I mean, they, they gave it, they moved it to a choice node, um, with restorative, uh, proliferation, um, which I honestly, I'm drawing a blank about what that one did. Um,
0: but in any event, find out.
1: What that one did. yeah, actually, let me pull up the talent. Tree. <laughs> I'm so I'm so bad with the names of stuff until I start writing thirty guides on what to use. Well, um, it really needs to make it easier to get to the talent trees though still yeah, yeah yeah what's oh, that was the t- oh, okay. sort of Prol- proliferation was the old Odin's raps legendary, which basically spread the enveloping mist uh, healing bonus to targets um to, to, to various targets around whoever you cast enveloping uh, mist on. Okay. um which is like again like just say i don't know why you would take unison even with that choice node number one i don't know why you take restorative proliferation unless you need to right um it is a it is a really good bonus it's like the healing increase just spreads but not the actual healing of the hot but still it's nice um but yeah I, soothing miss talents in general just need to to die off right um and i think the one I that do. people sorry. I do think it is really funny.
0: Like, Mistweaver has, like, since Legion has had, like, two core spells, right? Um, That have been what most things, most talents, most traits, most conduits, that kind of stuff have been based around. Essence Font and Soothing Mist, and both of those are, like, on the actual player shit list.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the Soothing Mist one, like, it... The the biggest problem with Soothing Mist is that when they went through the Legion rework, they tacked it on at the end. Like the that in that expansion and Soothing Mist was just a passive heal that triggered after you casted a heal on a target. So it like oh, passively okay. just heal your target after you vivified them. Yeah. Then they changed it to an active in um in BFA, but you never cat you never hit it anyway. And you still don't hit it. So it's just, I mean, I would say Soothing Mist could probably die off if. Like, the one change that they could make to honestly kill the spell is if the buff from Clouded Focus didn't apply to the Vivify cleave. And if it just applied... So, Clouded Focus is one where, like, if you cast Vivify or Enveloping Mist on a target while you're Soothing Misting them, um, it stacks a buff, and that buff reduces mana cost and increases healing, right? It stacks the three. And so, they kill the Cleave part of that. Uh, cleave, the, the healing increase to Vivify Cleaves... Then there's no reason to ever cast soothing mist because that's really right. the only way you'll 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 hit it now. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean it's soothing mist dead. Anything to do about soothing mist dead in the water. This movement of unison to some choice node. I, I mean, looking at the way that they pr- they they have the new tree actually sucks anyway. It just means now you're going to get to take restorative pr- proliferation uh, because you need to, you need to take it now to get to uh, secret infusion and like invokers or rising mist right. So like. Now you get the nice enveloping spread healing bonus for free. Yeah. Free, I guess you could say. Um, but yeah, so I'm not, I'm again, not a huge fan of Soothing Mist, not a huge fan of Unison just in general. Um, I think, I mean, if they to me, if they were going to make this sort of a gameplay option, uh, number one, like Soothing Mist is just generally too slow. If they keep it in its current iteration, they need Unison to replicate any healing you do into your Soothing Mist target on whatever that second target Unison is healing. Because then you at least get two targets. Yeah, you know, reasons to do it. Yeah, leave. yeah. But I mean, it's it's still two and targets. You get to heal and,
0: both tanks at once, and be like a budget yeah. uh, beacon of light.
1: Oh god, dude! Well, a, a random budget beacon of light. Cause you actually don't get to pick who Unison heals, so like Unison could. But it's heal. like the closest target, right? No, I think oh. it's it's a it's a random injured target oh. in range. I believe is the way. Oh it works. dear. Yeah. That's bad. Yeah, it's just. It's not good. Um, But because of this change, because they've now moved restorative proliferation off of, it used to be on a choice note with T of Plenty, um, they've now changed T of Plenty. And basically, they've changed it in a way that sort of is cool and sort of still makes it T of Plenty. So not that great. So T of Plenty, if people weren't aware, basically every time you used Thunder Focus T, you got a random extra charge of Thunder Focus T for a random spell. So you could hit Thunder Focus T and you might get a An essence font proc, which means your next essence font you casted would have been TFT buffed just randomly. So it would have been like essence font, rising sun kick, renewing mist, vivify, or enveloping mist were sort of your options. And they basically split this in two. So now it's still a choice. It's still a choice now, but you have T of plenty and T of serenity, I guess is the idea. And the only difference between the two is what spells you can get a random buff of. So one is going to be renewing mist, rising sun kick, and essence font. Much more. Like, I don't, I don't want to say this sweeping focus, but like much more like, I guess, fist weaving focus for lack of a better word for it. Um, so and then, is this one like if you take this one, yeah. you just take it. And if you roll essence font, do you ignore it? No, you still cast essence font because if you're like, I think if you're taking Tia Plenty, you're taking font of life anyway. Okay. And Font of Life, every time Essence Font heals with a bolt, has a chance to reduce the cooldown on Thunder Focus T. Right. So technically, you'd, a hasted Essence Font is still good to hit. Yeah. Um, and you can probably find a way to hit it anyway. And like your like, while most people are hate on Essence Font, I think if you're not taking Bayline Stomp, you're still gonna utilize it somewhat, right? Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah.
0: And then the What's other like, one. Sorry, you were getting into what the other other choice note is.
1: Yeah. So then. T of Serenity, which I think is the name for the other one, is uh renewing mist, enveloping mist, and vivify. So it's all like your casted, well, your your single target casting spells versus you know rise of sun, kicking essence which are much more gonna be AoE melee slash AoE focused, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. so it's I mean it's interesting. It basically like T of Plenty as a buff is nice, but it's so random that you can just get screwed. Like you can get, you know, five, you know, enveloping mist procs in a row, which is like useless you know, yeah. generally speaking. Um, this but now so you can focus
0: a little a bit. A little bit less likely that you just like, if there's, it, it, this kind of has the rollable the bo- bones thing, right? Where roll the bones yeah. has typically like a couple of good options, a really bad option, and a couple of medium options. Yeah. Um, and so this is, a, the, the number of cells you can get is smaller. And really, it's going to be more of like medium option, medium option, great option for each of these that you
1: that you can talent into, yeah. So yeah, so I mean, it's uh it's not it's not a bad thing. I think the the it does suffer from its placement in the tree. So it is a capstone, and it sits behind Resplendent Mist, which is in a new a new position. Resplendent Mist is like the two point increase your mastery or thirty percent chance to get a proc of one hundred percent more mastery. So it's weird, I'll say. Yeah. Um, and like the other way to get at this is from Feline Stomp, which again, I don't know how much you utilize the procs from that. So I, it's just, yeah. It's yeah. um it's a weird one where it puts. And I mean, again, the other thing is it also competes with Invoker's Delight, Rising Mist. So it's like again competing against two other caps that are just invariably more powerful um, yeah. than what this is. So um, but no, I mean it's a it's a good change. I think they've identified like, hey, if you like the T of Plenty playstyle, you can now and you didn't like the fact that it was just a random grab bag of like five different buffs, you now can target and it's you know yeah. three and three, basically. So um so yeah, so I mean those were sort of the notes. So they did put a picture of sort of the the tree out there, and one thing I think I touched uh, t- didn't really touch greatly on is the fact that when they moved restore or when they moved um Soothing Mist Talent, um, what's it called? Uh Peaceful Mending um to where Resplendent Mist was, they also moved Bone Dust Brew. So in the right hand corner of the tree, they basically move Bone Dust Brew up a level, and then now that Resplendent Mist is out of the way, you now only need to invest into the upgrades to Bone Dust Brew. It's only one; it's directly connected. So you right. go Bone Dust Brew, and your next point is that choice node between like Attenuation and whatever the other thing is. Um, yeah, Attenuation and uh, and Bountiful Brew. Um, okay, so makes it makes taking Dust brew and its corresponding upgrades slightly easier um it does though in all this shuffling make it weirder to get to rising mist and invoker's delight because they've sort of moved things into this center stack now right. of talents um so, so is we'll this see-
0: something where you're gonna like take Dust brew ignore the upgrade and go down to rising mist and that's maybe like the best path to
1: get to rising mist no, because okay. you go through peaceful mending, which is oh, like okay. a Mist talent. So yeah. And you if you did if you didn't go through the new choice node, um, that's restorative proliferation and um what's the other one? Um it's the oh sorry, not that. It's between Jade Bond and the Gift of Celestials. If you don't go through that node, your other way is through Focus Thunder and um oh the other okay. upgrade to Focus Thunder. What's that choice yeah. node? Um upwelling you either go through that way to get to rising mist now okay um, yeah so yeah but i think it makes it easier to take bonus Brew and its upgrade if you want to take it I- i've seen some chatter uh just like discord some people have been testing like the Feeline stomp plus bonus brew like basically ignoring rising mist and-, and id invoker's delight um which maybe that's the way you see some play there um but we'll have to see once this this is not live on beta or on ptr so all right. we have is sort of a screenshot to go on
0: um, right? with this one. so Which also means so. the
1: talent calculator on WoWhead is not updated for this, which is why we are not using that for this. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. To show you guys. Um, but no, all in all, I think, I mean, to be fair, cool changes. The Tia Plenty change, while I'm never going to take it, I don't think is still cool that they've identified, hey, it does suck to have a one in five chance of getting something good. There's a way to drop it to a one in three, which still offers that sort of RNG gameplay, but it's more targeted RNG, which I think is cool. Um, and the fact that they notice it, I mean, Jade Bond being, having any sort of CDRs competing on a CDR front is just not going to work with a standard just one minute Celestial available to you. So, um, yeah, we'll see. I mean, I don't know if I have a point of like, hey, am I happy or not happy about the changes? Yeah. Um, I think still having soothing mist talents on the tree is, makes me unhappy, but I realize they're not going to remove that spell for this <laughs> expansion. So, um... It is what it is, um, in terms of the changes. So um yeah, it'll be uh we'll see. I guess we'll see on Tuesday or Wednesday whenever this gets pushed, um, how it plays. But it should be should be interesting. Um, should be cool. So
0: Yeah. So uh we also related to those misleaver talent changes. We have general class tree updates for monk. Yeah. Um nothing like there's things that are moved around, but I would not say these are like there's no earth shattering changes here. Um, the main thing is I think one of the changes uh, has been to make it easier to access fortifying brew from the brewmaster end of the tree. You no longer have to invest two points in paralysis in order to, to do that. Uh, you can instead go through disable, which previously we have not had access to. Um, mm-hmm. well, let me We can do all this stuff because yeah, this did make and it to ptr yeah the class changes yeah. did yeah um and you can skip the upgrade to paralysis if you would like you might want to take this and just for the increased damage dealt um and get access to your major cooldown and your kick and not have to go over into this left end of the tree for things that you don't want as a brewmaster um there are some other changes there was a uh crackling jade lightning talent here right now it's an expel harm talent yep um and expel harm is actually now also baseline uh i don't (laughs) think that change got correctly implemented on beta uh
1: i would agree yes
0: yeah but there are a number of things here uh so we've got this expel vigorous expulsion on the third row expel harm's healing is increased by five percent and critical strike chance increased by 15 percent and then later on in the tree we actually have two more one in the previous location of Expel Harm, Strength of Spirit. This was in the Brewmaster tree. Uh, Expel Harm's healing is increased by up to 200% based on your missing health. Um, It is also still in the Brewmaster tree, which I think is just the Brewmaster tree not having yet been updated. We've gotten so many questions about this in peak this week. It's kind of crazy. But no, you're not going to be taking this talent twice. It is not going to stack with itself. You're gonna get this talent once it's something else is gonna go over here in the Brewmaster tree. Yeah. Uh and then profound rebuttal, Expel Harm's critical healing is increased by 50%. Which like this is really weird to me. The like two expel harm talents that I guess there's a the critical strike chance increase combined with the critical strike healing increase.
1: I guess. I don't know. Yeah.
0: Seems it's, like a really
1: odd talent. And also where it's, I mean, I know they want to create this sort of friction, but like Expel Harm, I don't have Expel Harm on my bars as a misweaver. Like I, yeah. I i never, it, it's only a self-heal and then I can also heal somebody if I'm soothing Misting them. And we just talked about the fact that soothing Mist yeah. is definitely not something a we trap. do in a raid. So yeah, I mean, it's its weird. It also like you guys miss out, I feel like, on the increased healing and the increased Critical Strike one, the the Vigorous Expulsion well, just that because is you, have fine. To ex- well, you have to take soothing uh, mist to get to it, right?
0: Yeah, that's fine because uh, f- these are just upgrades to the base heal, not to the amount of healing that you get from Gift of the Ox. And uh, for Brewmaster, Gift of the Ox is a lion's share of what Expel Harm does.
1: Gotcha, okay. Um, so so, so like, less concerning for you guys, yeah.
0: Yeah, you might hit Expel Harm and get full healed. But only have 5% of the healing come from expel harm itself, and the other 95% come from um, Gift of the Ox Orbs. And mm-hmm. that's so we're not super concerned about missing out on these expel harm talents. Um, Strength of Spirit had a place in the Brewmaster Tree as like a, a low damage environment kind of talent. Like if you're tanking normal or you're out in the world and um, you're not taking very much damage, then Strength of Spirit. Um, becomes more compelling because you just aren't getting gifted the Ox Orbs. Because they're based on the amount of damage you take. If you're taking less damage, you get less of them. Um, So, Strength of Spirit being still on the Brewmaster side, but now in the Class tree, it's still accessible to us for that purpose. Um, I am curious what is going to go in the Brewmaster tree now in its place. So, currently, there's a choice node between Strength of Spirit, uh, which is the Expel Harm's healing is increased by up to 200% based on your missing health. Uh-huh. And Guy Plains Imperial Brew, which is a legendary from Legion, uh, Purifying Brew instantly heals you for 25% of the Purified Stagger damage. Um, Guy Plins is way better in a like Mythic Plus or Mythic Raid setting because you're just taking way more damage and you're purifying way more damage.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't know what they're going to put there. And the, maybe it becomes not a choice note anymore. Maybe it just becomes guy plans. Guy plans yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Because like in, in a lot of uh, in a lot of the settings, I am not unhappy to take guy plans. There's very few environments that I'm like actively not wanting to take guy plans And it's it's scenarios with weird healing debuffs, like um on Raw Den Or on okay. what what was that? The uh first boss of Crucible. Of storm, not crucible of storms, the raid. Was that crystal storms? I know what you're talking. Um, the, yeah. yeah, the yeah, the, the debuffs that here. interact yeah. badly with like healing increases or the you know, you, you don't want to heal off a certain debuff, but those are so rare,
1: yeah,
0: so so rare. Um, and you're gonna be like, it, it isn't going to gate pretty much anything off with the current tree structure because you're going to want to go through the left side of the tree a little bit in order to unlock all the purifying brew stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And so you don't need to go for guy plans. You can path around it and still get to the, uh, all the capstone stuff. So it could become a not choice node and be fine.
1: Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Oh uh, yeah. I mean, I guess. I guess for for you guys, then, like, yeah, the expel isn't spell harm change isn't huge. Um, I did have one question outside of that, which was the change that they made to, by, vacious vivi- or yeah, vivification. That's so this is instant one, right? The instant one. Yeah. They changed it from always being instant to now being every ten seconds. Your vivify yeah. cast is instant. Um, just real quick, has brewmaster, like, channels talked about this for the Past like a lot like has it been the topic of the main topic of conversation for the past i think days? the
0: strength of spirit question has been the more common thing okay. um but it has come up a lot and i mean i think the change is good uh i think for brewmaster and for windwalker this is good it's not a better like it obviously makes the talent worse right but yeah. it doesn't um having it always be instant cast all the time was obviously like super good like yeah. Drowning out other, other sustain options. Good. Um, I could see it being really awkward for mist weavers where it's like sometimes instant and sometimes not.
1: It's worse. Yeah. It's definitely worse in this case, but I, I mean, it's funny. We, we have, we have now we don't longer have Sumers like our, our soothing mist folks or our misweaving folks versus fist weaving folks. We have the instant cast viv vivify people who are dying on this hill that monk is now inherently worse like misweaver worse because of it um and and to me like the the biggest the biggest thing with me is that it didn't functionally change like it changed how the spell worked but in in the context of like when you wanted to use an instant cast vivify like you can it would be somebody well no you could just cast vivify right so like the idea is like it's still a yeah. it was a one and a half second cast so it still was the gcd basically you still yeah. are limited by that the only difference now is you can move and cast it but like the, the times where you needed to move and cast a Vivify were probably very low. Like, it's a yeah. nice to have running from pack to pack. You yeah. could roll. You could, like, port in and out if you needed to do it. There's always a chance to cast and move. So it's like, people are like, oh, we're melee healers. It sucks to cast a melee. I'm like, no one would care about this if this was never a thing, right? Yeah. Um, and, a, and as an insta-cast thing, particularly for misweavers in PvP, way too strong. Like, yeah. it's basically like your main heal, not interruptible like yeah. way too strong and then even even in pve and it just meant that the same
0: thing for brewmaster and, and windwalker in pvp like yeah we could go off on the tangent about how the the priest blue post was like really awkward and kind of sucked to read because everything was like yeah this is too good in pvp so you can't have it in, in pve yeah like that was yeah. like the the of the priest one this one is legitimately like it's not very good in pve like it's good it's good don't get me wrong but it's not like you're not gonna miss it, or or anything like you can still cast Vivify on yourself. You can put one point in this talent. It's still yeah. as a brewmaster, as infrequently as you'll need this, you'll probably just have one up to right. be able to instant Vivify yourself in combat. And it's fine. Um this one is I'm fine with this one dying on the on the PvP altar.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and I think for I mean for Misweaver to like the problem now Miss Weaver has with this is that it's the easiest way to get into like the chi burst nose in the lower left hand corner of the class tree. So we're almost forced to take it to have enough points to then get what we want lower on in the tree. And because of that, it then becomes extremely awkward to use. Where like number one, yeah. it's not every 10 like the way that it works, I don't know if you've tested this, but it's a global timer. So it's like when you log in, the timer starts. Oh. And then every 10 seconds, it gives you a free vivify. And if you don't use it, it just overwrites it. So technically you can get back to back. Like if you use it at second nine of that timer, yeah. that one's free yeah. and the next second refreshes and you'll get it again. Um so it's extremely annoying to to now like track. Now we'll have to track it because like if you're used to not moving and casting, you'd want to know. Or you want to know if like you're about to like if you're waiting for something to cast and it just goes off, well then. Like, can you stand in the swirly for half a second longer, hitting a damage ability, then healing, then moving? Or do you have to like astro heal yeah. and then move? And it, it just becomes like a weird thing you you have to track and generally will break, to me at least, I think it breaks the flow of like, if you're used to having this be a cast time and now randomly it's not, it just, yeah. it hurt. Like it, it'll just feel weird, basically. It's
0: like it's a talent that's like a quality of life thing for Mistweavers and Brewmasters that's over in
1: the way on the Mistweaver side of the tree. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it sucks that you're basically having to take it, but at the same time, it's like ugh. it's just it's just generally I don't know. It's it's annoying and I'm actually more annoyed from the fact that I spent so much time arguing with people that like this is literally it's a non issue for misweavers. This is hundred percent was created, built with Windwalkers and Brewmasters in mind. And yeah. win- and misweavers just get to benefit from it and to be fair all the time instant cast is too much of a benefit <laughs> so um but yeah. yeah they did that was the one big thing in misfever chat since this like no one has really been talking about the way the the, the class tree has changed or sorry the um the spec tree has changed everyone's all on this like instant cast viv train and i'm like this is just stupid like just yeah it's so minor never even made it to live like you never got to play or like most people never got to play with this and it's like it's number one yeah. i can tell you it felt really nice. But also number two, way too power. Like in general, yeah. like the power was just it. It made sense that it could be a charge based system. Like it doesn't change much, and having it was yeah, too good. So yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's been yeah, it's been <laughs> the one change that has like spawned the most conversation. So yeah. Um, well, cool. Anything else in terms of the the changes to the trees this week? They there was a bunch of a couple other things that shifted, but I think the expel harm was a big one. Yeah. The instant cast Vivon was a big one. Um, not a lot we the brewmaster
0: still. side. Like, making yeah. it easier to access um, Fortifying Brew is nice, but yeah. it's not that much easier because you still have to dump a bunch of points before the first gate. Um, so, you don't have a... Uh, you don't really benefit that much from it being, you know, now you have to pass through Disable, which was a... Currently, Brewmasters don't even have that. Nice. So and you can still go through paralysis if you would like, which actually might be what you do, because you are like paralysis of between disable and paralysis. Paralysis is better. Like, yeah, very much better. Um, way more uses, way better in its niche. It's just better. Um But, you know, technically you can save a point by going through disable and not picking up paralysis at all
1: so enough maybe that eventually becomes relevant somewhere yeah yeah i think for misleaver it doesn't i mean we're probably gonna end up skipping it anyway um there's just too many it's too many points to pick up a cooldown that like we already get dampen and diffuse and we're healers so like we generally know we're a little bit more comfortable with managing our own health right so it's like it's yeah defensively i don't think we need three defensives oh yeah um i mean a
0: lot of a lot of dps and healers struggle to use one defensive forget about three
1: That's <laughs> true that is true if you look at my raid logs true um so cool so um i guess the the only other final thing we actually did have a question today if we want to jump to that um yep. and so yeah so i think We haven't done Q&A too often, but if you guys do have questions, you can always, you know, yell at us in sort of Twitch chat as we're streaming, do it live, or you can message us um, and we will answer them. But we did get a question from um, a Venetia Silver. I think it's Venetia. Venetia Silver. Okay, whatever. Um, So Venetia Silver, they have asked, um, question basically, um, if you were handed the title director of WoW, which basically I guess means like, we are now We're running the ship. Yeah, like yeah. yeah, it's not a team-based thing. We tell people what to do. Um, the question is, would you reboot WoW where Wrath of the Lich King is the launch point, or fix retail WoW, even with the issues of quote unquote what sword? Um, which I don't I guess the what sword is sort of a a, a moniker for like the fact that they sort of leave things behind. I guess. I don't know. I don't know what the difference between those is, but you said you had a pretty lengthy discussion about this in guild chat, so I guess what was what is your take on the question? Um
0: so I think you have to break it down into kind of two things. And one is raid and like general PvE combat. I can't talk about PvP, so I don't know anything yeah. about that. Um yeah. but like raid and like PvE combat and categorically Shadowlands is better than Wrath. It just is. If you believe otherwise, you have you are not playing the same game. You just like I I've looked at the logs of people that are raiding in TBC. I've looked at the stuff from Wrath prepatch. I've spent more time in Wrath prepatch logs than pretty much anybody that is not like an active speedrunner, right? No. Um it's not better. <laughs> what is better is the outside of raid stuff. The the kind of like world, the leveling, the cohesion of everything there. And, um, wrath, I would not say is necessarily in my book, the high point for that. I think TBC is actually, um, but wrath is a very good point. And then after wrath, it starts like to become very meandering and they do a bunch of things so the, the specific conversation we had was like what went wrong in the trans, like around the CATA survey that went out, right? About classic yeah. CATA, like kind of what went wrong with leveling and the zones in the world in the transition to cataclysm and beyond. And one of the things that they did, and you can still see this a lot in modern zones, not as bad as some of the CATA zones are, but a lot Um is When you're out you're leveling you're playing that game um there's a few different pieces that actually make it an engaging game Uh, the gameplay loop is about navigation actually primarily it's about navigation you've got a list of quests that you want to do and you have to figure out how to go from point a to b to c to d and then back to town and you want to do that reasonably efficiently and you don't want to take the long way around um and or maybe you do maybe you just want to stop and smell the roses and like that's fine but you you have places you want to go and you have to figure out how to get there and then in the way are all these monsters that you have to fight and so you have this this loop uh, where it's not just you know like the drudgery of actually pressing w to the point that you want to reach you have to think about how to get there you run into a roadblock and you're not sure how to proceed and you pull out your map and you like try and you know path around it and um in cataclysm that really changed um in cataclysm it became much more of the zones were designed with quests in mind instead of the zones being designed and the quests like layered on top of them yeah so like pre-cata you might have a quest and the place you got the quest would be very inconvenient For where the quest actually is, Wrath, not as much, but like in TBC and Vanilla, absolutely. Uh, But then in Kata, you know, think about Hillsbrad Foothills. Hillsbrad Foothills is one of the best like Kata leveling zones in terms of like how much fun it is to go back and do on a second and third try. And even in there, you can see this where there's just like you go to a, a quest hub and you pick up like four quests and they're all in the exact same spot. It's extremely easy to reach that spot. You just W key over there you press one on a bunch of mobs and they die and then you go back to the quest hub there's the whole navigation element is completely removed it even in a lot of cases that's cataclysm is the start of where the combat element started getting de-emphasized as well there was no more like this is where they removed a lot of the need to stop and drink um which yeah has a sneaky piece, like the the engagement from that part of the game is as much about the player figuring out how to eliminate friction. So if there's no friction there, if there's no need to stop and drink, then there's no engagement of like figuring out things you can do to make it. So you only have to stop and drink every five mobs instead of every three.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm mean, oh, sorry.
0: So there's like cataclysm is where they really started. Like and Rav has this to some degree, but cataclysm is where they really went ham on like remove all the friction. And missed this thing where if there's no friction, there's no gameplay, basically. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. So. No, and I, and I, I would agree. I mean, I, I would agree in that, like, leveling nowadays is much more a roller coaster, like, not even roller coaster. It's more of like just a carnival ride. It's like, it's a yeah. small world from Disney. You ever been there? You just sit yeah. on a boat for 20 minutes, look at the pretty pictures, listen to some music, and then you get on the end and you're done. Yeah. yeah I mean, I, I would agree. I think to me, if I was the director of WoW, so like getting back a little bit to the question, because I think what you're saying is that like, and maybe I'm misinterpreting, but the idea of like, you would reintroduce that sort of friction into at least the leveling yeah. portion of the game, yeah, elongate that slightly. And then, I mean, t- to be fair today, I think raiding is as good or better than it's ever been. Like, yeah. I think continually the raid and even the the dungeon team will say, we'll put it all together. Like the, the end game, yeah. end game do, EVE stuff is like really good it's all yeah, like i think they continue like mythic plus while it has its faults i think it's still a markedly better system than challenge modes were um and to be fair it's better than just having heroic dungeons as your only max level content right if you want to do five mans um and then yeah. the raids themselves continually just to get more intricate more interesting i mean i think beyond the difficulty curve issues with sanctum like this tier like denathrius is a top three end bot, like I will argue anyone to say that Denathrius is probably one of the best end bosses yeah. in the game. Um, yeah. You know what I mean? And even the the back half of of Sepulchre, while not great, like Anduin I still think is very interesting, could be its own end boss. Um, the Should Jailer... own end boss. Yeah. The Jailer has line of sight, which in my personal opinion knocks it down. I just hate line of sight mechanics. But still, it's an epic boss fight, right, to, to go through. So, yeah, um, yeah I mean, I, I, I would agree with you in that. I think they need to do more around the non end game stuff for people and whether that's in your case leveling in me, it would be just more big exploration. I think is all, I think I'm on the same page with you. I said it's yeah, I don't like, and it's probably a mentality shift too. It's a little bit of everything. Cause I don't know if you can go back to wrath era Wow. In, in the mainstream, right? Like, I, I don't know if I, today's player base, popularity
0: based, of classics says
1: otherwise, I think, yeah, the no, classic says true. you can. Yeah. I just, um, I'm wondering so but I'm wondering if if the pop like if you take retail wow and revert it into like a more into basically a slower game pre endgame. Yeah. Does it does it still like is it still worth the grind to get to endgame because. Yeah. Like I
0: I should clarify because when I'm talking about the friction I'm not necessarily talking about the time to level because like leveling could be as fast as it is now in terms of total amount of time spent. But what matters is the friction, the challenges that you have to overcome in the process of doing that, because without that, it's boring. And I think like if you level in raid gear now, you are you don't have effectively any challenge. This is why people use stuff like Azeroth autopilot, because there isn't really like gameplay for leveling. All the gameplay is having a challenge or some friction and figuring out how you as a player can overcome that you go up to a boss and you figure out how to beat it, you need to do more damage The the friction is that the rotation is hard, right? Yeah. And you practice and you learn how to overcome it. And so then in classic having effectively it being a skill that the player develops in terms of like navigation, learning, you can learn how the zones are generally designed, and then take that knowledge from for over to blasted lands and use that to go, Oh, okay, I want to reach this spot. But I'm looking at that hill. And that looks like something that I can't climb, because I ran into a similar thing over on the other continent. And then just skip a step in your in your navigation challenge and go around it. Um, And all of that can exist without it having to be longer,
1: right? No I, I, but and I I agree but I think you are like it it would have to end it would end up being longer anyway because you have to have yeah. those thought points right so even right. If, even if it like it would just mean that like instead of it killing would be something 20 where, like, mobs you kill 5 mobs and like the yeah. time like the actual quest execution time is lower but you still it have would the be same something,
0: like yeah. if you were used to doing Azeroth autopilot it would take longer because you yeah really like azeroth autopilot could still exist it would still exist because it's super popular right yeah um but it wouldn't be um as brain dead yeah
1: yeah because i mean I, even without azeroth autopilot like the quest structure is the same it's like you do quest in one hub turn them in you get a quest to go to the next hub or you I mean, get a quest out of that one yeah. hub that sends you to the next area anywhere where you pick up those quests and you eventually and, automatically oh, this is another back.
0: this grinds my gears. You you know all of those quests in like okay, so you go to uh, Eastern Pluglands post cataclysm. Yeah. You do the quest in Lighthouse Chapel. You unlock the quest from the goblin there and she puts you on a rocket to the Badlands. Yeah the whole piece of like that was an adventure figuring out how to get there yeah like was an adventure people still talk about stuff like you know getting to stormwind as a night elf and there's some pieces of that that do not age well where like you literally run out of things to do the level appropriate and you are forced into going on this odyssey to find
1: Stormwind. (laughs) Or, or you do the, there's the quest in storm when that sends you to each capital city for no other reason, other than just to have you travel there. And yeah, there's no reason to follow that quest ever. (laughs) Yeah. Um, from, from classic. Yeah. I mean, yeah, no, I, I I get, I think, yeah. So I think we're on, I think I'm on the same page with you in terms of like, to me, it's the, the, the gameplay aspect of it. It's also just like having things that don't matter be in the world. Cause like today, everything in the world serves a purpose. And I think back in wrath and and to be fair, I think this you're right, this changed. even I mean even in moP, which I consider probably my favorite expansion and one of the best ones, most yeah. of the stuff that you did that was outside the beaten path were like trinkets you would click on to like get a little bit of lore, but they also gave experience. So they were like you eventually people figured that out and the best way to level an moP was to run around and click all those things and not yeah. actually do the quest. But yeah. I, I think to me, like I would agree that like there needs to be some sort of danger for the for you as you walk through these zones. Um, and in an effort to like essentially stream, like leave leveling someone in place for like the RPG purists, right? But then also try and push people to the end game and to that treadmill of like mythic plus yeah. and rating as fast as yeah. possible. Like they've sacrificed stuff in the middle, which yeah. is why people just spend all day running around, you know, Oribos. like right, yeah, or dude, running around orbos Yeah, is that, like there's no reason to be, to be on the world? Which I think is yeah. something that at least if I was director, it would be more just spending time to create that, like the weird stuff, like the stuff and, on the top and, of the hills and the barrens that was like tributes to like, like some like burial ground or whatever. Right. That, that nobody knew about.
0: So. It's funny. Like there's way more stuff out in the world that rewards you in various ways. Now, like world quest didn't exist in classic. Yeah. There were no like quests, daily quests out in the world that you needed to go and do. But I mean, there was gathering. That was why you went out in the world. There was gathering. There was getting to the raid, like having to walk there if you were a warlock or one of the people helping the warlocks. Uh, And world PvP? Like, there's not a lot of reasons to go out there once you're max level in Classic. Um, Especially in the modern era of Classic WoW where you,
1: like, reagents are cheap and you just buy them. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I, yeah, I mean, yeah. I I think I think I think we're on the same page though, in terms of like yeah. if if I could yeah. be the director of WoW, it would be to go back, and like yeah, put that sort of like deliberate slowness. Well, I I call it slowness, but I think you you're more eloquent in the way that you described it. It's like basically like more deliberate in terms of like friction around sort of the leveling process, and then just put stuff in like. Make just things interesting, but not there for a purpose. Because, like, if you have to go out in the world for a purpose and there are things that get in your way, they become annoyances, right? And I think it'd be cooler if it was just, like, go out in the world if you want or not. And if you do, like, here's some cool stuff yeah. you can find, right? Yeah. Um, Like, I still remember going through the Barrens at level 20 on my Warlock in Classic to get some succubus quests, which was absolutely awful. It took me two days to do it. But it was also, like... The craziest thing of trying to figure out how to get from Ironforge to yeah. the parents. Yeah. And exactly. like figuring out the tram to Stormwind and then Stormwind to Dustwall or not swallow but um doing the wetlands. The, um, the death run through the wetlands. Aquatic form quests as a as a oh, yeah. druid. Yeah, same deal. Yeah, like having to swim off off into like the fatigue zones, right? Like off the yeah. coast. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean it's that type of stuff was fun. I think nowadays. Maybe it's less fun because we have Wowhead and we will just yeah. read about how to do it. Yeah. Maybe that's the ultimate issue, but I mean, I, Wrath mean is still I, don't, cool.
0: I don't think quest helpers and things like that necessarily like are incompatible with the things that yeah. made being like out in the world doing questing stuff in vanilla and DBC engaging. It does remove one thing of like trying to understand what the hell the quest is trying to <laughs> Where the quest is trying to send you. Exactly. I don't think that that was a particularly good, uh, you, like, you just, or an engaging just, piece of it. You like, just deciphered
1: uh, thoughtbot comments, right? Like, you basically yeah, basically, it was like a commiseration between a bunch of people trying to figure it out. I, I don't think that that
0: was necessarily like a, a very engaging and fun piece of the leveling process. Yeah. But you can still have like the quest helper points you up at the top of this hill and have to figure out how to get to the top of this hill. Whereas like modern zone design, modern quest design. Like there's a, a staircase yeah to the top of the yeah. hill you just press w
1: with like a bunch of arrows and a lighted sign that says yeah like, quest, quest objective this way <laughs> yeah and then of so. course there's like the once you do it once on your alt there's a button you just click and it like flies you up there like the automated little like uh handicap yeah. chair that just like takes you up the stairs you get that. on an escalator yeah so yeah no yeah i mean i i agree i think i don't know if i'd go back to wrath because i i think i think going back there and changing the trajectory of the game is not the way you do it. I think you have to start with what it is today. But I think to do, I think to your point, introducing that sort of like friction or, yeah, just more like thought in terms of like getting to max level. It makes the, to your point, yeah, it makes the journey just, I think, better. And then once you hit max level, then you're like, now all the world opens up, which is today. It's like, you're like tapping your foot. Like, okay, quest up number one done, going to quest up number two. Like, I can't tell you what happens in, not that I would tell you in Wrath what happens in the zones, but it's like, I have zero memorable things from leveling in Shadowlands, BFA yeah. or ever. And the yeah. and like all my memories are typically around bugs that happened, right? Yeah. yeah. Like Shadowlands, I picked up a toy and tried to use it and, and like to, to learn speed. it and just got – instant disconnected and couldn't reconnect because the toy wasn't implemented right so I lost 45 minutes leveling or an hour leveling something like yeah, that, so. yeah
0: yeah or like going to uh Mount Draxis for the first time with like the entire rest of the world reaching it at the same time and the uh the arena just being a complete complete mess yeah
1: yeah which is like I get it it's popular it's cool to see those set pieces but like even doing that in like Wrath like you know they they split the two zones. You could pick one of the two boats, or even like going through the portal in, in BC, right? Um, yeah. Actually, BC. I went to I went to Zanger Marsh and actually leveled there yeah. first, uh, and Smart. then went back. Yeah. But um. But yeah. no, I mean, yeah, it's uh yeah. I think they need to make to your point, make it a little bit more deliberate. Getting to max level, and I think max level's fine. Like I think the current structure works, other than they need to put valor upgrades back in raid gear. <laughs> Oh man. But we are uh, over again. Oh my gosh. I just yeah. Took the time. Jesus. Um, yeah,
0: we are. It was a good question though. Yeah. but
1: uh, Vinny, Ven- Tia Silva, silver. Thank you for the question.
0: Uh, I love talking about that stuff. If you can tell that is like, so before rating, that was like my content was like leveling. That was what I did.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, nice. And then I killed it. So I I feel strongly about that. Uh, anyway, that is going to be it for the show today. Uh, Lots of good stuff. I don't know what we're talking about next week. We're going to see what happens with oh, cool. the beta.
1: Yeah. Well, we're talking uh, about pre-patch Wrath, right? We're, we're now a Wrath show.
0: Uh, I still have <laughs> not logged into, like I said earlier, have not logged into Wrath. Yeah. 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 Uh,
1: maybe maybe this week you can check it out.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, that is going to be it for the show today. Thank you all for watching and or listening. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, uh, you can support this show and all of the other work that we do over at the Pika Serenity over at our Patreon at patreon.com slash Pika Serenity. And of course, uh, if you uh, enjoyed Monk's stuff, come and join the Discord. Uh open to everyone, not just patrons. Lots and lots of good conversation there. If you want to talk about the Mistweaver or Brewmaster or Windwalker talent trees, we all ha- all three specs have dedicated channels for talking about dragonflight stuff. And uh it's good. You can you too can ask whether we're going to have 400 percent healing from strength of spirit or not. Or if Instacast Vivify is killing Mistweaver. I love that yes. question. Can you continue yes. to ask that one. Yes. Uh but that is it for the show today. Thank you all for listening, and we will see you next week.
1: Bye.